Hey everybody, we are back with a new startup interview. Get inspired and motivated with Startup Radio Germany. Hello everybody, this is another English interview with StartupRadio.de, your radio for news from the German startup scene. But this time I do have an entrepreneur from Silicon Valley with me. Good morning, Sebastian. You'd like to introduce yourself? Sure. Good evening to Frankfurt as well. So my name is uh, Sebastian Sager. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Consulted, which is a marketplace for business professionals to access industry expertise of their peers on demand. To be pretty fair to our listeners, we should say two things. The first one is, due to a glitch last time in my software, we do have to do, do this recording again, so it's a second attempt. That's correct. And the, <laughs> unfortunately. And the next one is, we do know each other quite well since more than nine years when we spent time together in China. Correct. So it's it's not a total accident that I do have an entrepreneur from Silicon Valley here in our podcast. So you are doing Consulted. How did you actually end up at Consulted? What kind of CV brought you there? So that's actually an interesting question because I believe behind every venture there is an interesting coincidence how it came about. And for me, so I went to business school and I started a very typical career. I started off with management consulting. I worked four years with AT Carney. I started off in Dubai and then I changed to the Silicon Valley office in San Francisco. And um, what I realized during my uh, consulting career is that there is tremendous value in tapping into the experience of others when it comes to specific business problems. And that sort of laid the foundation for Consulted and for the idea. And um, myself and my co-founders, one of which also worked at Consulting McKinsey, we sort of we realized that we want to bring this opportunity to tap into the experience to other businesses as well. So for us, we asked ourselves, why is it not even possible today uh, that you can talk um, to your peers Uh, on the phone about problems they may already have encountered and provide some guidance and insights. So that basically laid the foundation for Consulted. And just to make sure for our listeners, every time we do talk about experience, we mean something like you talk to a person and they ask you a question and you go, oh, never thought about that aspect. Mm, okay, when we talk about experience. And you set up Consulted and... That is also the reason why we're talking English, because you're German, I'm German. But the, from what I understand, your company language is English. You are located with a headquarter in Silicon Valley. And finally, your main audience, your main customers, your main group of experts are all speaking English, right? Yeah, that's correct. And I think the last point... I think it's, uh, it's the most important one because, you know, businesses globally, maybe with the exception of China, um, speak English uh, in the in the day-to-day -day business, even the, let's say, the German companies do or the, the Spanish or the, the Latin American companies, right? And because it's inherently global um, to tap into experience of others, 
English makes total sense. And we sort of took this baseline for the decision that we actually have to be uh, in the largest consulting market in the world, which is the US, uh, and have some ties to the second largest, which is the German market as well. That's why we have an office in Berlin, too, from the start, and also speak English uh, within the company. So, for example, we have right now two interns uh, with us, both uh, only speak English and their uh, uh, native language, obviously, but um, uh, we are quite global from the start, and I think it's very important to make that a success. But to make sure to our listeners, you are actually not a consultancy, but you help to get consulting work done. Can you describe a little bit what consulted actually does? So I think the easiest way to describe it, it's like uh, Airbnb for consulting, right? It's We are the matchmaker between somebody who wants to uh, tap into the experience or wants to get a specific question or problem uh, sort of solved or answered and the uh, expert, so to speak, on the other side who may have that specific insight or experience. Um, and we are sort of the matchmaker. And how we do that is that we have structured our topics and think of um, like if you go to Amazon or eBay, right? So you have different um, uh, topics, right? So you could have uh, garments and within garments, you have uh, you know, shoes and uh, sweaters and so forth. And what we have is we structured our sort of experiences or knowledge of the experts and over 500 categories. So there are categories around functional knowledge, around industry knowledge, methodological knowledge, and career development knowledge and insights. And what we do is once we onboard a new expert, that expert sort of needs to register by connecting their LinkedIn profile. But after uh, they have done that, they select the hourly rate and go through this uh, list of 500 offerings and select those ones where they can actually provide insight in and write a short note uh, what specific what specifically they can do in those different topics and but to make sure your clients already need to know where the problem is for example you could not necessarily help a small or medium-sized company that says we are losing revenue What can we do about it? See, that that would be too general. That's um, so. The short answer is yes, and the long answer is a bit more um, a bit more elaborate, I would say, because what's actually going on in the industry, especially when you look at um, larger mid-sized companies or even corporations, you have like three fundamental trends which um, drive the industry. One is you have companies are getting smarter. So, for example, uh, compared to 10 years ago, companies now have uh, very already a lot of, um, let's say, project experience, how to do projects or how to approach problems in-house. Why? Because they are hiring MBAs and they are hiring former consultants, investment bankers, and so forth, and they have them on their payroll. And these are the typical set of people which would normally drive internal initiatives in companies. But the second trend is, that you have uh, more projects vis-a-vis -vis 10 years ago because of the whole uncertainty, the fluctuations in the market, right, the ups and downs. And based on that, planning horizons are much shorter now. And that's why you need to react and be proactive 
about um, sort of your company strategy and your your company uh, future much more often. And as a third trend, and that's probably the most interesting one, is that you have also more projects in-house. So companies, they don't really want to outsource everything to some random management consultancy, but they actually want to solve their own problems. And now with the right people, I described in the first um, trend I talked about, they can actually now attempt to do that. There are obvious benefits to do so. For example, the cost savings they experience by doing it in-house versus outsourcing. But even more importantly, all the learnings you do while um, conducting a a project or solving your own problem is also kept in-house. Now, that being said, there's one crucial thing which is actually missing to successfully solve your own problems and questions, at least some of them you typically would have naturally outsourced to consultancies before. And that is the access to some specific experience or advice. Think of it like this. If you attempt something new or if you want to crack a new problem, and that's by definition new, you don't have all the insights. And typically companies only have access to uh, a very limited resource set, right? They could ask their colleagues, but they probably also don't have all the insights you would need. They could go on Google and try to find it out there, or they could read some generic reports. But what could, they- could we make this a little bit more graphic? Let's say, for example, I want to start a butterfly farm. All right. So probably the butterfly <laughs> farm is, a, is a, a company which is a bit smaller. Let's maybe let's pick an example which would be more typical for a larger company, right? So let's say you're a okay. mid-sized company in southern Germany, and you have um, sort of your your target customer base is in Europe, right? And you want to now expand into China into the Chinese market. However, you don't have any ties there, right? So how do you go about it? Now, you could obviously outsource this project to a larger consultancy and and have five, six people come um, uh, to your offices, stay there for three, four months and come back with the answer and pay a lot of money for it. Or you could say, and that's very true for many um, of those projects or problems where you don't even have the budget or the luxury to hire some outside outside consultancy, you do it in-house, right? So you would start uh, defining the project plan and setting up uh, all the areas you need to find out, right? So how does the Chinese customer base look like? What do they like? How do they buy? How are the differences um, to our European market? How do I think about pricing? Where do I start? How do I create some ties with or, uh, with some partners, potential partners in in the local market? And some of those questions, very likely you can figure out on your own, but others you just can't. And what you could do right now, as I described earlier, you could talk to, to some um, of your colleagues or you consult uh, Google and try to find it out there. But very likely not enough and or it just takes too long. And that's where consulted comes in, where you can actually browse through uh, the different Mm. experts related to your industry and problem you want to solve. Let's say you have this, this it's an automotive manufacturer in Southern Germany, right? You would go to automotive and then look for um, pricing experts, for example, in the Chinese market, right? And then you would pick a couple of them and schedule calls. And while doing those calls, you would not actually um, ask for facts, 
as much as you would ask for experience, because that's where the real value lies. By talking to a couple of those experts, you can for, um, have a much better decision base for your decisions you need to make, right? Because they have the insights by just being present in the market for the last 5, 10, 15 years, which you never could um, accomplish in a very short amount of time. Right? So that's how you have to think about it. Yeah. Do you think that Consulted will help by providing such an offering um, to eat away from the usual consulting market only for the reason that companies can now do even more in-house projects? And they don't need to tap the respective consulting networks out there for expertise, but rather just have a team inside and ask for outside expertise consulted? I think so, but I think that's probably a shift we see very gradually and maybe over the long run that you could start to replace at least the more generic uh, offerings of consultancies. But I think by the real Uh, value lies is for those projects or for those problems which you wouldn't even think of giving outside at the moment right those and ones who would the, be mm, your your customer on the one side of the marketplace who would be seeking that advice is it the really big international company is it a really tiny startup yeah um is it from production financial services what does your customer look like so the customer can can be described in a couple of different ways. So how we look at it is that typically a larger company, it could be a large mid-sized company or it could be a corporation, but not on a global level, so to speak. You will you actually talk to and target the different project managers and department heads within those companies because they have those very specific and and, and questions or problems we provide expertise uh, in, or at least our experts do. And that's how you have to think of it, of it. What we don't do is we don't focus on a specific vertical or specific functional area. It's like a marketplace um, approach like eBay has, right? You can buy almost anything on eBay. Um, and that's how we look at it, right? Because the value is not so much, let's say, even if you're an automotive parts manufacturer, there is value in talking to a even a consumer brand in the Chinese market to exp to get some additional proof points or insights. Uh, so you don't really have to talk to only within your own vertical, right? So we truly believe there's a lot of value in going cross-border, and that's why we did not focus on any particular vertical. So basically, your customers are companies that are smaller than multinational uh, corporations, but they are also bigger than the usual startup with 20 employees. Yeah, so I think they are much bigger than the typical startups. I think you would address companies which are larger than 500 employees and up, right? So that's how you can think of. And even in larger corporations, you have a lot of use cases uh, where this could be very helpful. Something you could call something like knowledge on call, right? Pretty much so, right? It's how we say it is that you can tap into the experience of your peers. And that's important uh, for businesses of all sizes. However, we focus on the, on the larger businesses, right? 
Have you ever thought to sell the services of consultant, meaning the net, the expert network, also inside multinational companies, for example, for exactly this knowledge on call approach? Have you ever thought about that? I'm not quite sure whether I fully understand what you meant. What do you mean by inside the companies? I would see it like something you have your experts inside the project team of a multinational company and you need some knowledge and you just can choose them, click on them and make a doodle, um, set up a call, something like they could access just directly from their system so that it looks like it is a service provided by their own company. Oh, got it. Yeah. So uh, I see what you're saying. So that's definitely on the roadmap that um, you would want to do some partnership or let's say frame agreements with larger companies. So you have uh, company access, which is specifically um, for, for a particular company. But um, I think For right now, we just provide a, a platform for all companies without sort of putting the internal label on. I see. And on the one side of the network, they're customers. On the other side of the network or marketplace, there are the experts. How do you actually get the experts? Where are they coming from? And what would be a typical profile for them? Yeah. So... A typical expert profile, let me start with the last question, would be a senior manager who works at, let's say, IBM in the marketing function. And that's actually an actual expert we have on the platform already, or a partner from Accenture, or a pricing lead of Pfizer, for example. Right. So these are very, very educated senior managers in Fortune 1000 companies who have been doing what they're doing for at least five to seven years. So they're actually good at what they do. And how do we get to them? It's a very much one-on-one, -on -one, hands-on approach that you need to uh, find the experts online or by other means, and then you reach out to them uh, on a one-on-one -on -one basis to sort of explain, consult to them, and then onboard them onto the platform. When we talked the first time, we also discussed the problem, what to fill first, meaning for a marketplace, you got to have demand on the one hand side, but you also got to have offerings on the other side. So how did you approach this problem? Yeah, it's always a chicken and egg problem, right? So what's first and what you solve for first? I think that's highly dependent on the business model and sort of the underlying economics and incentives of the two um, sides of the marketplace uh, to target, right? And for us, since the experts sort of um, can offer their experience and can uh, get some money and some gratification for sharing this, is much easier than finding customers uh, or sort of the demand side and matching them with some experts which aren't there. So we always uh, believe that it makes much more sense to go to the expert side first to build up a critical mass in our different service offerings and then take sort of the full service offerings with experts to potential clients and say, look, 
if you have a problem in this specific area, you can actually tap into 30, 40, 50 different experts for this very specific problem area to be relevant. And that's the approach we took, right? For other marketplaces, on the other, on the other hand, it may be very different. For example, there's this marketplace called Fiverr where you can uh, buy uh, very small services for $5. For example, you could create a logo or you could create a, I don't know, a slogan or you can a, a small poem and those kind of things for $5. Um, there you may even be able to offer and to fill the marketplace only with the founder team and say you can do so many things and then market it already to the demand side and get the marketplace going like this. For us, this was actually never an option because we have some experience. Uh, however, we never have enough experience to cover all our 500 areas of, of expertise. So you, you are very much dependent on um, the different experts we tap into because it's so specific, the problems we solve. And how did you get your hands on them? So as I said, it's, it's really like uh, being present in the different online networks, reading some white papers where they actually talk about uh, their content expertise or knowledge expertise and then try to reach out to them on a one-on-one -on -one basis, right? And this day and age is if you know who you want to reach out to, um, you actually are able to do so, right? So you really have to get um, to to the names first, and then you can reach them somehow on some level. And how we did that is we said, okay, what would be, a, for example, for service for one service offering called price and margin management? What are the companies which typically employ price and margin management experts? And then you would um, sort of try to go over the companies and reach out to those experts. That sounds to me pretty much like a headhunter would approach Correct. such a thing. I think that's, that's, yeah, that's how you could put it, like a headhunter would. We now that we understand what you actually do, get a little bit more towards, towards the way you actually set up your company. Sure. Okay, and dear my listeners, that would be... Uh, provided in the second episode of Startup Radio DE, interviewing the the CEO and co-founder of Consulted, Sebastian Sager. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.